Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the AJ Roberts Show. I hope you're all well. Today we are joined by none other than Kayla Banthorpe. Um, Kayla is a chairperson for the Freedom Alliance Party. Now, the Freedom Alliance Party was formed as a direct response to the ongoing saga we find ourselves in and the one-way narrative that has been basically blown up uh, over the last two years by mainstream media uh, and other parties that are within Westminster. Um, welcome to the show, Kayla. Um, thank you. Nice to be here. It's, it's great having you on. And um, when I got the opportunity uh, to, to actually have somebody on that has gone down a political route with no political background, um, campaigning and doing stuff like that, I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity for the wider public to see, you know, uh, your run-of-the-mill, everyday person, uh, mother, who's, you know, been through the thick of it like everybody else around the country, um, who's taken a stand amongst many other people to create some kind of opposition because there hasn't been one um, to the, you know, the response that's been pushed out there by mainstream media and the government over the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so just taking ourselves back, like before you got involved with this, like what was your experiences over the last couple of years before you got involved with uh, the Freedom Alliance Party? Um, so um, fairly fairly early on, um, when the lockdowns and, and everything were first announced and the schools were closed, I um, I had an immediate reaction that this is this was not right and there was something very seriously wrong happening in the country and around the world, um, and I very quickly and um, decided it, I was going to go out there and find my tribe. You know, it couldn't possibly be the case that it was only me feeling like that. Because um, a lot of my friends at the time um, were certainly not on my page, and um, so I, I went out there. I connected with a lot of um, amazing people who also had concerns, um, and I really spent most of my time um, either going to protests. Um, I spent an awful lot of time and energy, and um, with originally with the Us for Them campaign, um, which were were the only. Um, organization groups or speaking up for children um, and children throughout all of this have been my main focus and mm. um, you know from from kind of going to the stand in the parks locally and, and talking to people there I've been involved in the rebels on roundabouts you know standing there with with the yellow boards and being hooted at or sworn at um, so um, I've been very active um, as a campaigner, particularly for children, and certainly yeah. in the northeast of England, yeah, um, connecting parents together who, you know, were feeling it like me that you know they couldn't possibly be the only people thinking that this was wrong. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's one thing I've noticed on a huge scale is the uh, the massive mother instinct that's kicked in <laughs> um, over the last sort of like, especially the last year. Um, and I know over the last couple of years, there's been a distinct you know, notice, notice uh, noticeability of the size of poor, uh, ratio from like male to female. Um, mm -hmm. There's been a massive portion of females out there, um, shield maidens, as I like to call them, <laughs> um, which literally have been, you know, really up up front with that. Uh, I guess that ancestry, like Viking spirit, like. And when I say, mm -hmm. I, you know, I use the term shield maiden because that's literally what, like, you know, a lot of these mothers have have been like. Because I've been all around the country doing you know talks and stuff like that and um and just and, and that protest and stuff and just seeing the passion in all these mothers eyes and you can just see why they're there 
Um, and then uh, even, you know, just in the last sort of 24 hours, they've announced that they're going to plan to jab five to 11 year olds around the mm-hmm. country, um, not till April. Um, but despite all the hard work that's been going in and the awareness, like what was your gut feeling when you, when that was announced? Um, the, what, the announcement yesterday about having yeah. young... Yeah, well, I'll be totally honest, I haven't really slept. Um, you know, I, my my immediate reaction is to feel very distressed, really, mm. that this is this is still this is still being pushed and pushed onto to young children when I'm very aware that there are lots of parents out there who, who don't have access to the information or are not looking at the information that I'm looking at. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I see these parents every day. I see them in the in the playground at my daughter's school. Um, and you know, it does my immediate reaction is 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 not good. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I recently shared the extensive information that was actually released on the actual number of people in age categories that have died of COVID, um, which we can now see is nowhere near 159,000, as like, you know, the BBC pump out every night. Um, it's actually, you know, around the 6,000 mark. Uh, and out of when broken down into age categories, there's been like age five to 11, there's been no deaths, like none in this whole country. However, we know, scientifically know, and it's been proven um, and the JCVI even said it themselves that the, the, the risks of potential long-term damage and myocarditis and death in children far, out, far outweighs the risk of them like mm-hmm. dying from the disease itself. Um, the government on both occasions has just gone over the head, ignored that advice and they're going all out, which, you know, which proves what we've been saying all along. It's, it's all about... Um, maximum collapse and also maximum profit between themselves and the pharmaceutical mm. companies mm-hmm. um and uh it is really really alarming and I, I think that's the key message here is to get that you know the whole risk versus rewards into the parents heads so they can really understand because um it's not just about the the the, uh, the, the what the parents think you know you've got the fact that these kids have at school with loads of other kids and, you know, and we, we see it ourselves, don't we? You know, the kid, kids just tend to regurgitate what their parents say. You know, I talk to my teenagers about it all the time. You know, they, they say some of the things they say that their friends say about the whole COVID situation. You can just see it's what their parents are saying and led, they're led to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's almost like a two-way battle, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I, I was extremely alarmed that it was going ahead, um, especially uh, as personally you know i've seen and had lots of dms from people in australia where um they first weekend of rolling out the jab on five to 11 year olds there was like quite a large number of children that collapsed like in the jab center and we were refused ambulances because it would scare off the other people queuing up to jab their kids the parents had to take their own children to hospital um yeah that weekend i had so many dms from people over over there because obviously got quite a big following over there um and it's it just blows my mind but it's disgusting at the same time so you know Mm -hmm. I totally get where you're coming from um and with that passion in mind is that what led you to you know get involved with the the Freedom Alliance Party and um and as a chairperson what's what's actually your role in that yeah um so I guess from my, my experience has been that I was involved in an awful lot of different um 
ways of being an activist. And um, I kind of almost feel like a compulsion um, to, to keep speaking up and to use every possible avenue available mm. um, to really have, have our voices heard and particularly to speak up for the children who I do believe have been um, have put been put bottom of the pile in all of this. Worse than that, I think they've been treated appallingly and great harms are being done to children. Um, so that certainly that's my passion and that's what has driven me. Um, and it was early on last year, I saw um, something, I think it might have been on Facebook and it was um, a description of Freedom Alliance. And I looked at it and I just thought, wow, that speaks for me. That's exactly how I feel. And this is a political party. Wow, you know, this is completely new because no political party has ever spoken for me before. Um, and I contacted um, the founder, Jonathan, who is now um, the leader of the party, and just had a chat with him and said, you know, what can I do? I'll do anything um, really to get this message out there. Um, and within, a, I think, two or three weeks, I was standing in a, in a local election at a count, in a council down the road from me, which was, um, you know, I, I was shocked at myself, really. But I felt, you know, well, there's an opportunity there. I, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give it a go. Um, all completely new. Um, I've always felt that politics was something that other people did. It's mm. something that, you know, men in grey suits, it's got nothing to do with me. Um, but yeah, so I... So that's kind of what, um, it was a very quick kind of introduction to politics. Um, and I felt that for me, it wasn't so much um, the needing to get lots of votes or anything, because um, last year there were far more people asleep to what was going on than, than there are um, mm. this year. Yeah. But it was the process of being able to go out and talk to people and um, walk around the streets with a leaflet um, which looked legitimate you know and um, we're, we're, we're a legitimate party and we, this is what we're speaking up about um, and to have conversations with people that were quite difficult at times but at least we were having the conversations because that's been completely absent from public life you know the propaganda is all we hear the silencing and censoring of people with any opposing view. So to actually be out on the streets talking to people and really gauging, so what do you really think? Mm. Are you not asking questions? Are you not concerned? Um, that, that was really interesting. And, and also being part of um, the count, you know, going to, to the leisure centre or wherever it was and then um, sitting for hours and hours because it was delayed with other, other people standing for other parties. And hearing from, there was the, the, the young, young man who was standing for the Conservative Party was telling me how wonderful Bill Gates was. Um, so that was an interesting conversation. Um, mm -hmm. But we had the conversation because we were captured in a room for hours. Um, so again, you know, that's the, sort of, that's the sort of conversation you don't have um, or you're not allowed to have unless you have it on social media until you get closed down. Yeah. I think yeah it's a great opportunity as well because once you're actually you put a political spin on it and you're actually campaigning and you suddenly got a, like the name of a party behind you suddenly people take it seriously so exactly that you know it's an opportunity that can't be missed um, and I think yeah exactly, exactly that and once you're sharing a room with other political party whether it's leaders mm. or, or personnel you know you've got an opportunity there to Try, you know make your voice heard and whether it's like for or against you know mm. it's that and, and because the the absence of 
debate has been one of the biggest issues in the last two years, um, you know, other than the wider sort of like COVID narrative. Um, you know, there's been no room for debate. I, I, I've offered, what, 40 odd doctors to come on the podcast. Um, and it's either like straight no, they won't debate or, you know, make up some kind of weird excuse. Um, and to this day, you know, I still encourage anybody to come on and debate with somebody else. But, you know, we are where we are. Um, <laughs> but I think it's fantastic though, that you've like they, those mother instincts and that have like led you to this path. And, you know, I, I, I bet your daughters must be like extremely proud of you. And um, and as a parent myself, you know, I, I've always got this in the forefront of my mind. I'm like, I can't just stand there looking my kids in the eyes and to say and say I've done nothing. Um, absolutely and you know and I, I know you're exactly the same um but with the uh, with, with the party itself I mean like what are you looking like at the minute in terms of like strength in numbers and people sort of like around the country yeah so we um the when it was um founded it was founded by um a couple of friends in in West Yorkshire um and they were joined quite quickly by some people in Glasgow so they're the roots, really, of the party. Um, but we do have membership across the UK, so in Scotland and in Wales. Um, we have interest from Northern Ireland, but we're not um, established there. Um, and we may or may not pursue that, we're not sure. Um, so we, we last year we stood 160 candidates. We were a brand new party, um, very, very new. Um, and we were flooded with, with interest from candidates, including myself. Um, and we have been united in our stance against lockdowns and um, pro-body autonomy um, and, and all of those messages. But we, when I, 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 um, after I stood as a candidate, I decided I wanted to get much more involved with the party. Originally, I was um, a, a, um, the secretary of the party and then I um, stood for chair as well. And I've been in that position for quite a few months now. And... We've moved quite quickly from being just united against something to realizing we needed to have a positive message and we needed to build a vision. So what do we want the UK to look like? Um, how would we want to be governed? How would we want to govern? Um, and from that has sprung so many really interesting conversations and debates and very interestingly, we are aligned mostly on the whole around our views about health, about education and the feeling that it's not just the political system that needs to be undone and built again, um, but that also education, health and um, every part of public life, really, we, we need to do something completely different. Mm. So we have lots of exciting um, projects and pieces of work, working groups looking at those and because of that, we've attracted a whole load of more people who want to be part of building something. So we've got, um, you know, you'll be aware of um, the, the networks and organisations that have been that have sprung up as a result of the last two years. Mm. We're trying to, to look at building an alternative healthcare service, which yeah. is holistic and um, positive in its nature. Um, and again, there's lots of networks and groups looking at education and they're coming, they're coming to us now because, you know, they're the, they're the experts that have been, um, I don't like the word experts, actually, I'll take that back, but they're the people who have put their heart and soul into those particular areas of work. Um, and they're coming to us and, and offering this, their support around new policy. We've started with a, we've got the beginnings of a draft manifesto. Because um, again, when I stood the last year for council, 
And um, even those people that supported my message, they were saying, well, we can't take you seriously because you're a one trick pony. You know, you're just one issue. You know, how can we possibly take your party seriously? Um, so, so we're, you know, and it's, it's, it's challenging because we have people in the party. It is Freedom Alliance. It brings people from all different backgrounds. You know, some who previously were very, what they would consider left-leaning, some right-leaning, some who've been, who've never voted before and have been mm. um, completely um, out of politics. Yeah. So, um, we, but the fact is we've been able to have those debates openly and, and come to some, some, you know, resolution on those. Mm. That, that's awesome. And what a lot of people don't realise as well, you know, you said oh, about the whole one-trick pony thing. Um <laughs> I, you know, I guarantee yourself, the party leader and, you know, a lot of the other sort of people around the round table, um, it's very, very the same as like me, me and my me and my team of uh, amazing people. We have like kind of like a round table of like awesomeness, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like it's not just about like what's happening now. We can clearly see what's happening now. And it's yes, it is about mitigating more damage now. But we're very much thinking about like what's actually what is going to happen in the future mm-hmm. in terms of what communities are going to need, how, when people realise en masse that they have been badly duped, you know, how, what does that look like? Who picks up the pieces? Mm-hmm. You know, who drives community uh, effort forward? Like all that kind of stuff, because that's not really being talked about or even thought about like on a, on a grand scale, because the people that are, are running this are very much part of the, the, the single narrative. Um, so you know, we, this is very much the forefront of our minds, um, and this is why I've been encouraging so many veterans to sort of like get involved because the vet- veterans and their experience are going to be massively needed within their communities because of like you know the things they've been through, not just the two years, but have been involved in, and you know the last few decades. Um, you know, they have this, this such great skill set to be able to get in stuck in with communities and that, and help people like pick their lives back up um and you know like you see you touched on holistical health there um you know it's been massively been missing hasn't it like mm-hmm. for centuries you know it's yeah. been squashed almost you know it's not been recognized by the nhs since 2017 why yeah. is that and i think interesting the people that um for example have, have joined the freedom alliance and also um the people i generally see out there in the protest movement there's a lot of people who you would who would have been considered alternative um, who would have been you know my I just um, when lockdown was announced I was setting my own business up as a life and well-being coach you know the people around the table of Freedom Alliance we've got an acupuncturist we've got an energy healer we've got we've we've got a lot of really good people around the table who who've probably be, way before Covid hit have had some um, different ideas about how things could be done and um, so it's great. It's you know we have to look at this as a as a time of opportunity, and um, mm. as well as the horrors that we're experiencing, but because it is bringing people together to make really good things happen. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you touched on it then about like um, being a sort of like uh, a life coach and stuff like that. Um, literally, uh, I know a lot of coaches out there, obviously uh, being one myself, and uh, and I'm sure you do too. And it's. Uh, pretty much every coach that I know has seen this whole thing for what it is very early on mm-hmm. um and I think not just from an entrepreneurial sense because again like the like majority of entrepreneurs I know have seen this what it is very early on I just mm-hmm. think you have that ability to critically think haven't you but then if you're employed 
you don't always you just you just you know what you've got to turn up and do right yeah absolutely you don't really think think for yourself and you don't look at data no we've got a lot of self-employed people as well you know people who have maybe already um taken themselves out of the system um in terms of employment like you say i had a career in the nhs a long career 17 years um, I left in 2013 on a matter of principle without a, another job to go to because mm. it was it was falling apart. It was it was a toxic environment. It was not a nice place to be. Um, so I think, again, you know, this whole um, horrors of the last two years, it's it's brought people together who were already questioning mm. what was going on um, in our country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so like, well, you touched on it there. You know what it was like within the NHS um, before this even started. So, if you can imagine coming from that environment and what that platform was like before this mm-hmm. then kicked in, you know, it's half the reason why we are where we are uh, from a healthcare sector point of view. Um, but with, well, with with the party itself, obviously, when it comes to like campaigning and stuff like that um what's um what's what's like your what's what's your main message um so our our main message is still a very much um you know we we do we do not want to be in a position ever again where the government can have such overreach into our Mm. lives you know we we're very strong on on body autonomy and on people having um the right to determine their own lives and live their lives as they as they wish and to not ever be in a position where the government can tell you who to hug, who to stand next to, who to spend time with. And I mean, those are our our key messages. We also have quite a a big message about the COVID jabs as well. And we wouldn't, um, we've we've moved away from, I don't know even if we ever had that message, but about the pro-choice, because we want a more sophisticated message to be out there. Because at the moment, we don't believe that with the amount of propaganda and coercion um, and silencing and censoring of of other information that people, many people are actually able to make an informed choice. So um, we, you know, we do have a strong message about the COVID jabs as well. We believe they should be stopped immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so that, so in that way, we're quite different from the other um, political parties who are very much going down you know well it's everybody's choice you know you you do what's right for you and uh, you know there's quite a number of us in the party feel very strongly that that is not good enough it doesn't go far enough Mm. and we're you know we're we're witnessing people um dying and you know experiencing great harm because of these jabs Um, and even if you don't make the direct link surely we need to at least stop and ask questions and look at what's Mm. really happening yeah um that's yeah, been a key I mean, thing isn't it uh like people yeah. just don't make the direct link because like it's not happened to them that's been the case all the way along um and you know because they've been totally fine and you know people in their family might have and i genuinely on behalf of those people hope that they've had a saline placebo jab i genuinely do i hope millions of people have had them because we don't want to see anybody harmed um <laughs> but they, they need to look past that outside their wider circles um and, and when you're like you know become person of influence and stuff like that you do see the bigger picture and so much like clearer light and just the sheer damage this is caused because obviously you have more people coming to you um like myself you know uh, literally when there was talk of five to 11s uh, being jabbed i had um, a lady in the hospital that 
I had to leave her job. Um, she said she saw 12, uh, 12 kids between the age of 12 and 14 get brought in in two weeks with, with strokes from them. Like, when, when has that ever been a thing? Um, but again, people that haven't experienced anything themselves, mm-hmm. you know, that's not going to be put <laughs> on the news, so they're never going to yeah. see it. No. Um, but that is the reality of it. And, you know, the, the, the risk of your child being one of the statistics is far, far higher than them having any major issues to do with the disease itself. Absolutely. Um, and again, people just need to get information out. So the fact we've got a party now in what you're doing, you know, in, in a political way, getting that information out and providing an opposition, which is, there hasn't been at all, because Labour hasn't even been in opposition, is it? They're all like completely yep. bought and paid for, um, being run by the same shadow government. Um, it, it's, you know, it's great what you guys are doing to, yeah. to get that out there. I mean, our, our other key messages are, are, are really about, um, you know, the decision making should be driven by people and not by big corporations. And um, we're very much about local decision making and decentralization, you know, all of, all of those things. Um, because, you know, again, there's a, there's a huge jigsaw, isn't there, of, of all, all the different parts that have contributed to this absolute nightmare that we're going through. Pharmaceutical companies are a huge part of that. Um, they should not be driving policy. I mean, the, the World Health Organization is unelected. It's not democratic. It has, it has, no, it has no right to um, determine the policy of mm. um, and the World Economic Forum. You know, why, why are they um, telling us how to live our lives? It's, mm. it's not right. So, you know, those, those are big issues for us as well. Yeah. I said the other day... Um... If the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum disappeared overnight, <laughs> nobody, nobody would bat an eyelid. Because <laughs> 99% of the population don't even know what they're about. And it, a lot of the specialists that I've had on, on the show when talk about the World Health Organization, they kind of like, you can see them kind of smirk because they're just like, what, what did they even do? Like, why are, we, why are we even, you know, bowing down to these people? Mm-hmm. They, they have no control or nothing. They've just literally got puppets in seats, you know, very much part of the problem and happen mm-hmm. from the same time, um, which then get media time. So people think like, oh, this is big, huge organisation which controls this and this, but it, it doesn't and never has done. Um, yes, yeah, so it, it's quite uh, interesting that you bring that point up. Um, so uh, if someone wants to get involved, you know, mm-hmm. from a local level with what you guys are doing because there is everywhere you go there's stand in the park groups um yeah. which is awesome mm. um you know there's people out there doing local protests outreach leaflet dropping all this kind of stuff so they're kind of like halfway there anyway um where where would they find more information on joining the freedom alliance party um so we have a website um freedomalliance.co.uk um, where you can um, click it click on and, and become a member so becoming a member is is the first step we are a membership-led um, political party, which is another important point to make as well. Um, when we don't have any big financial backers. Um, so the 20 quid that you pay to be a member for a, a year is contributing to us being able to stand in elections. Um, so we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, so, you know, take a look at us there. Um, so become a member. Um, we've got council elections coming up in May. Not everywhere, but certainly... Um, in lots and lots of places across Scotland, Wales and England. Stand as a candidate for us, you know, be the person who speaks up in your local community and be be that person. You can be a paper candidate. You don't even have, it doesn't cost you anything. 
you can literally fill a form in um, and have your name there, Freedom Alliance, for people to go and put their cross against on, on voting day. Um, you can be more than a paper candidate and obviously we'd, we'd prefer people to be much more active and campaign as well. Um, but it is as easy as that. It's not as difficult as people or as the politicians make it out to be. To actually stand as a candidate is very easy. Um, and if you don't want to be the face in your local community, then, then um, offer support to your local candidate. I'm standing um, at the moment down the road from me as a candidate in the um, Berry Hill Division of County Durham Council. Um, and, you know, pe people um, there can help me with the leafleting um, and support me in that way. They don't need, necessarily need to be the face that, that's out there. Um, yes, yeah, so, so there's loads of ways people can get involved, which is uh, yeah. you know, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the the other way as well is if people um, are more more interested in the particular areas around sort of money, the monetary system, or um, education or health, come and join our steering group. Um, it's very informal. Um, come and join one of our working groups and and inform our policy. Um, you know, there are lots of opportunities. The, the way that the, the party is run at the moment, it's very, um, it's very light touch. Um, the executive committee is very light touch. We come together to make the important decisions, but um, we're really driven by our steering group, which is really anybody who's a member that wants to do more and contribute more, they can come in and, and have their say. Uh, mm. So it's very informal. Um, yeah, I, I, that's absolutely, I, I love that. And it's, again, it's a, seems like a nice family uh, mm -hmm. and community-based sort of um, arena that you've kind of set up there, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, so, you know, kudos to you guys for, for doing this. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm out there going to, you know, protests and stuff like that as like the face of the show, but, you know, I'm very much doing the same as you guys, you know, and, and as a parent as well. So, it's um, there's so many ways people can get involved at different levels. You know, if you think something's very much out of your comfort zone in terms of getting your face out there, you know, there's like you said, there's so much more other things you can do to get involved yeah. um, at different levels. And you know, I, I, I get so I get so many DMs every day, and there's a lot of people who are always asking like, "What can I do to do more?" I don't feel like I'm doing it enough. Um, I mean, it, sharing a post is doing more than most people. People mm -hmm. don't realise that, but you know, there's opportunities now like with the freedom alliance party to get involved all around the country um at local yeah. level um to get your message heard because I, I imagine some people feel like that their message is falling on deaf ears often sometimes and feel like they're just going backwards in circles um yeah. especially now when they're saying oh you know they're looking at jabbing five to eleven year olds um and you know that can feel quite disappointing um so i think if you get behind something like what you guys are doing now it carries a lot more weight doesn't it well, I hope so. I mean, we, our, one of our big challenges, and we have many, um, because we're a, a, one of those other organisations that's censored and um, deplatformed at times, um, it's, it's to encourage those. Our natural supporters don't vote. Mm. Um, our natural supporters um, are completely disillusioned with politics now and probably were beforehand. And, you know, one of the challenges I get is, you know, it, why would you want to be part of that system they are the problem. Um, so it's flipping that on its head and, and just saying, well, we could be part mm. of the solution. And if we don't get in there and disrupt what 
what is currently there and expose it. You know, if I'm there at account um, and I can see how how things are done, then I can, and, and if things are not done properly, then I can expose that um, rather than it being all done behind closed doors, like it's some in some other world. Mm. I think we need to get, at, we need to get in there um, yes. and, and start making a difference and having those conversations with the other political parties as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, let's, let's just say we did a, a, we pressed a reset button in a good way um, where, what would be the gold standard of like politics set up for yourself? No matter who's in, in charge, like mm-hmm. what would you like to see happen? Um, we would, we would, well, where to start really? Um, we would want to um, have um, a political system which cannot be corrupted for a start. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would have to have put things in place to make sure that that can't happen. We would also want to change the voting system because at the minute it's first past the post, which is hugely difficult for small parties like us um, trying to get out there and make a difference. Um, we would probably look to have referendums on more things so that people are actually voting on issues rather than just for people. Um, people a lot more people might turn out to vote like they did about Brexit um, because it was a, an issue that people were passionate about than they would to go and vote for their local MP. Mm. Um, so it, it's shifting it's shifting the, um, the power back into the hands of the people, really. We would want to have much more um, emphasis on local decision-making, on grassroots. Mm. Um, like, this is really interesting to say that. So I've been having a lot of conversations about this recently, and obviously I've got my own views on where I think the, 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 the optimum outlook would be um i like i quite i really like the idea of having everything grassroots driven mm-hmm. um so from villages to towns to cities um but people vote on policy not on the person so, yeah. it's, so you have like a steering group for each area um and they drive the policy that's voted by the people yeah. so it's voted by the people for the people so it's not like a leader at the top and the, the merry men um Mm -hmm. you know which brings in it's just open doors for corruption Um, absolutely yeah I think as well it's the accountability you know I've mm. written millions of times as I'm sure many other people have to my local MP I was writing um in 2020 about schools being closed um about my concerns for children you know my children are lucky they come from a, a loving home all the children who were um sent home with you know, no school, no nothing, completely isolated within in, um, families that were not happy. And my my MP ignored every single letter until she was um, obviously given um, something from on high. And then it just regurgitated what the party line was. So there was no accountability. There's no, I'm going to listen to what you say. I'm going to consider it and then make a response. Mm or even ask some more questions and find out more. It was just literally completely ignore and then no, this is what we are going to do. Mm. And, and that we can't have that anymore. You know, I- well, It's a very been, didactic approach, isn't it? Hmm, it's, it's very much, yeah. I say you do. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and, you know, I think MPs forget, well, deliberately, that they are here to serve us, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Um, so the, the big parties, uh, they're all controlled and captured and um, they're not to be trusted. Um, and 
you know, I think we we do want more and more people. We if if all of the people who agreed with our stance, and there are many of us, um, became members with us, and then from that people became candidates, we could really start to 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 um, have a voice within the political system in this country. Um, but at the moment, you know, we have um, we probably have going on nearly four thousand members now, which is is not bad going. Um, for a new political party. We have thousands and thousands more people that support and follow us, um, but they don't join. So again, it's getting the message out there that we, we just need you to become a member and then you can have a voice within the party as well. You can vote on our policies and our manifesto and you can start to shape what the party looks like and what we stand for. Mm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, like you're saying, it's, it's for the people, isn't it? Very much. It is, yeah. Um, which is something that's been massively missing for many moons in the in the UK um, and 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 still to this day, um, you know, which is unfortunate. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of people like yourself taking a stand um, for, you know, for the people and actually standing up for, you know, what's right and whether that's freedom of choice, you know, freedom freedom to be able to work, to be able to live, to, um, you know, and your own bodily autonomy, um, which is obviously a massive issue. Um, it's it, it's just remarkable what people like yourselves are doing. And that's why I was really keen to have somebody on the show like yourself to showcase that work that is going on, um, you know, because I, I've been to see our local MP twice and he just goes on the defensive all the time, like you're attacking him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so easy to see through. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got another meeting. Um, you know what I mean? Your time's up. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's just you can just see see right through these people, and they're just foot soldiers at the end of the day. Um, and I think the sooner they realise that and that they are expendable, um, you know, the the better. So please, you know, on behalf of all the listeners, please keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're making noise in the right way. You know the outreach is being done in the in the right way, so it's getting people of influence to listen more, mm-hmm. um, which has often gone on deaf ears. Um, you know, so it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned already that people can find you at freedomalliance.co.uk, all over Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and from a local level, encourage people to get involved and, and stand as a candidate. Absolutely. Yeah, we've, you know, we've got, I think, six weeks before we can um, start putting people forward as candidates. So it's, it's very current, it's happening now. Um, we, as a party, we're ready to support people. It's really not a difficult task to do. Um, so I would encourage people to, to look at that. Um, so just send, send an email via the website um, to us and we'll, we'll come back to you. Amazing. Kayla, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing all your fantastic insights to, you know, what it's like to go from uh, everyday mum to uh, chairperson of a political party. I think, you know, it's an incredible journey. Um, And like I said before, you know, I think, you know, your kids must be so proud of seeing what you're doing. Um, And I no doubt learned so much from you. And and I encourage everybody to, you know, to do the same, you know, get out there uh, and, uh, and, and speak your truth, like, and stand within your own power. Um, against what's going on in this country um, please do check out the freedom alliances parties website.co.uk um, and get involved ladies and gents um, but yeah thanks again for coming on Kayla and uh, guys and girls if you enjoyed today's show please make sure you share it uh, tag some people 
in the in the show notes in the comments across social media who you think would like to get involved um with the freedom alliance party um or just to help educate people on actually what's going on um but for me and kayla enjoy yourself and i'll see you again very very soon on the aj roberts show <laughs>